0: Welcome to the 8th episode of Dear Proverbs Woman. My name is Shanjay and I am the voicing creator behind the podcast. In today's episode, we will be talking about the events leading up to and following the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. But before we get started, if you would like more content and updates, please take this time to follow our Instagram and Facebook page at Dear Proverbs Woman. Now, ladies, find a comfy place. Turn your volume up, and let's learn what it is to be a proverbs woman. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone had a wonderful Easter weekend. I know I had a great weekend with my family, and also um, I enjoyed church service and enjoying the presence of the Lord, so I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard about how Jesus died and he rose from the dead and that he died for our sins, but many people have never heard the story itself from scripture. So I would like to do something a little different for this week's podcast and actually read to you guys what is said in the Bible about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So I'll be reading from Luke 22 through 24 in the New International Version. So make sure to grab your Bible, that way you can follow along. And again, I'll be reading from Luke 22 all the way to Luke 24. Now let's begin. Now the festival of unleavened bread, called the Passover, was approaching. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Issachar, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it?" they asked. He replied, "As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters and say to the owner of the house, "The teacher asked, "Where is the guest room where I may eat the passover with my disciples?" He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them, so they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table." The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays me. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be, who would do this? A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table, but I am among you as one who serves? You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my Father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel simon simon satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat but i prayed for you simon that your faith may not fail and when you have turned back and strengthened your brothers but he replied lord i am ready to go with you to prison and to death jesus answered, i tell you peter before the rooster crows today you will deny three times that you know me then jesus asked them when i sent you without purse bag or sandals did you lack anything Nothing, they answered. He said to them, But now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciples said, See, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. In being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood, f- falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. "Why are you sleeping?' he asked them. "'Get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation.'" While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, "'Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with the kiss?' When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me, but this is your hour when darkness reigns. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance, and when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him, but he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded prophecy. Who hit you? And they said many other insulting things to him. At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together, and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, If I tell you, you will not believe me, and if I ask you, you will not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? He replied, You say that I am. Then they said, Why do you need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. Then the whole assembly rose and led him off to the Pilate. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah, a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted. He stirs up the people all over Judea by, t- by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. On hearing this, Pilate asked if the man was a Galilean. When he heard that Jesus was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who was also in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was greatly pleased because for a long time he had been wanting to see him. From what he had heard about him, he hoped to see him perform a sign of some sort. He plied with him with many questions, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the teachers of the law were standing there, vehemently accusing him. Then Herod and his soldiers ridiculed and mocked him. Dressing him in an elegant robe, they sent him back to Pilate. That day, Herod and Pilate became friends. Before this, before this, they had been enemies. Pilate called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, and said to them, "You brought me this man as one who is inciting the people to rebellion." I have examined him in your presence and have found no basis for your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. As you can see, he has done nothing to deserve death. Therefore, I will punish him and then release him. But the whole crowd shouted, Away with this man! Release Barabbas to us! Barabbas had been thrown into prison for an insurrection in the city and for murder. Wanting to release Jesus, Pilate appealed to them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! For the third time he spoke to them. Why? What crime has this man committed? I have found in him no grounds for the death penalty. Therefore, I will have him punish and then release him. But with loud shouts they insistently demanded that he be crucified and their shouts prevailed. So Pilate decided to grant their demand. He released the man who had been thrown into prison for the insurrection and murder, the one they asked for, and surrendered Jesus to their will. As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and welled for him. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, weep for yourselves and for your children. For the time will come when you will say, Blessed are the childless woman, the wombs that never bore it, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills cover us. For if people do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it's dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the school, They crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others, let him save himself if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this is what a righteous man, this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea, and he himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed it in a tomb cut in the rock, one in which no one had yet been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this suddenly, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them why do you look for the living among the dead he is not here he has risen remember how he told you while he was still with you in galilee the son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners be crucified and on the third day he will be raised then they remembered his words when they came back from the tomb they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter however got up and ran to the tomb, bending over he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Now that same day two of them were going to a village called moss, about seven miles from Jerusalem. What things he asked? About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was with the prophet, powerful in words and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers crucified him, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Do not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet, and while they did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written the messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at jerusalem you are witnesses of these things i am going to send you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high all right you guys so that was luke 22 through 24. So I just wanted to tell the story of how Jesus was crucified because the story pretty much speaks for itself. The Lord died for our sins because he had to be that sacrifice for us. And that sacrifice he made on the cross led us to be able to have freedom with him and to know the truth and to have peace and to have love. So we should all be very much thankful of what Jesus did for us. So before I end this podcast, I would like to say a quick prayer. So if you could, please close your eyes and bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that everybody watching, Lord, that they come to you humbly, Lord, and that you help those who can't pray this prayer themselves. Lord, we thank you for the sacrifice that you made on the cross, Lord, and we thank you for dying for our sins. Lord, thank you for the love that you've given us through that sacrifice, Lord, and thank you for being a friend and a companion for us, Heavenly Father. Thank you for everything you're doing in our lives, Lord, and thank you for what you have done, Heavenly Father. Lord, we love you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and make sure to tune in at the end of this week for the next podcast and may God bless us all